Listening to the Coffee Hour, I'm Sarah Golseth. Thanks to Concordia University Wisconsin for your support of the Coffee Hour. You can find out more about Concordia University Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Today we have another opportunity for you to serve internationally, and we're going to share some stories from a couple of volunteers who got to serve internationally recently. So this will be an exciting conversation with a few of our friends. Joining me in studio today, Aaron Alter, Director of Short-Term Missions with the LCMS Office of International Mission. Thanks for joining me, Aaron. Thank you for having me. It's at the coffee hour, not the ladies' lounge I today know. for us. It's a little weird. A change. <laughs> <laughs> and also joining us, Laura Gaskell, who is a LCMS volunteer for an, a recent Africa retreat. Thanks for joining me today, Laura. You are welcome. Happy to be here. And Joanne Seisel, another LCMS volunteer for the Africa retreat. Thanks for joining me, Joanne. Yeah, happy to help. So let's talk about your experiences serving in Africa. We'll start with you, Laura. How did you learn about this opportunity to serve with the missionary kids in Africa? So our church is definitely mission-minded, and it's been really an opportunity to grow that Brookfield Lutheran has taken on. I'm going to actually throw it back to Joanne because she does head up our missionary team and our missions group. And so Joanne is the one making some decisions, and then she offers it up. So Joanne, I'm going to let you share how we came across this opportunity. We came, first of all, we came across it because we got a, our church sends out a weekly newsletter slash bulletin of upcoming events. And in that bulletin was this advertisement or slot saying, hey, they need volunteers at this retreat. And I am on the mission committee, and I, we, I was in Africa about, three years ago, and I thought, hey, I know some of these people. This would be a great opportunity to expand and have some people from our congregation get to know this missionary that we actually do support on an ongoing basis. So that's kind of how it all started. Once Joanne kind of decided that this would be a possible fit for Brookfield Lutheran, it came across our announcements, and it simply was serving in Africa, VBS style, working with children and families. And that is in my wheelhouse. I am a teacher by trade and volunteer for 20 plus years as my kids have been growing up through VBS and thought, this is something I can do. I'm not building a house like a lot of service (laughs) require, but working with kids. And so those were kind of just some of the basic details we went off of. And then kind of followed up with that opportunity. I have a junior in college daughter who saw it and said, I'm going. And said, okay. I said, do you want to know more details? And she said, no, I am going to Africa. (laughs) (laughs) And so some of that passion and that enthusiasm that younger members might have is great. And so we put together a team. Brookfield Lutheran has a bit of an interview process to make sure that the mission trip is a good fit for those who are interested. And Joanne, again, you can talk more about that. We do have a questionnaire that we do. I think some of that came from the LCMS and some of it we just tweaked it towards our congregation. And so we personally interview every person that goes on a mission trip to make sure that they're not just going for a vacation, but they mm-hmm. have the heart of serving for others, helping others, and It's not about us at all. It's about how we can enrich these missionaries and how we can spread the word of God and the gospel, the love of Jesus. 
So it sounds like this is this kind of opportunity is something that your church does on a regular basis. Is that right? We've had several mission trips done. Yes, we started this mission interview process a couple of years ago. So we've had ties with. We did the one initial trip to Africa, and before that, we've done Thailand. And they do one every year for Mexico. So they go down to Mexico and build stuff. So we've had a couple different opportunities. So we are, as Laura said, a very mission-minded church. And we have a lot of people that really want to serve. They want to be able to help in other areas. Now, Joanne, had you gone overseas before with any of those trips? Yeah, I haven't gone to Mexico. That was the one with, nah, I'm good with that. But Thailand and Africa, yeah, I've done that before. Joanne so. likes the, you know, 16-hour flights, whereas the <laughs> Wisconsin is all of, you know, four hours to California and two hours across the border. And she's a little adventurous. <laughs> Laura, had you served overseas before? Um, I had not. This was going to be my first international opportunity, but it was kind of always in my bucket list to get to Africa. It, it turned out my husband decided to come along as well. We needed some more. Well, the group was going to be boy heavy that we were going to be working with. And so they said, hey, if we could get some more young men or men who are active and, you know, like to be playing kickball and those kinds of things with the teens, please come along. And so it was an absolute amazing opportunity to share with my husband and my college kid. And so to just serve as a family is just amazing. Now, where where about in Africa did you serve with the missionary kids? Well, we, we flew into Nairobi and then the we went down to Khalifi is where this resort was that all of the missionaries met together. They were having a conference. And so we had the kids all morning and part of the afternoon. And so it was our job to not only hold the BBS, but they, their families that have been spread out across Africa. And this is their chance to come together and reunite and really build each other up, not only with the parents, but the kids to kind of build with other kids of the same mission kid type activities, socialization and relationships that a lot of people don't actually get. Mm -hmm. So what did you do to prepare for this trip once you were, knew you were going and gone through your own interview process? What did you do to prepare for this trip? Joanne handled all of the logistics of the traveling. And since I'm a teacher, we also had two other of our six members that originally were coming. Four of us had background in education. And so really thinking about the diverse nature of it was about 24 kids, ages two to 17. We had them for about four hours. So what kind of planning do you want to do every 15 minutes or so to make sure you are over planned and that you really are seeing the kids for their ages and what they needed. So we kind of made a couple of different groupings. You know, what would our two to five-year-olds want to do? What would our six to nine-year-olds want to do? What could we see 10 to 17? And then we knew that these were families that are used to multi-ages, are used to working together. LCMS really emphasized for us, keep it fun, give them crafts, play games, just build relationships. And so we took some of the, we definitely took the school part out of Vacation Bible School and I really tried to highlight the vacation and just building relationships with the kids. So we did crafts, we did games outside, we did tie-dye and just, you know, kind of thought what would make it fun for kids. 
as a teacher myself, every year we have a high interest day at school where the kids participate in like a 30 to 40 minute activity. And so I poured over those opportunities and Pinterest and summer craft camps and just really collected a potpourri of activities for the kids and that they loved. Joanne, how did your previous experience, did your previous experience serving help you at all in preparations for this trip? I think immensely. I think it took a lot of the stress out as far as the flights. I knew what to expect for the flights. I knew how to help the team prepare. This is going to be a long flight. Bring your iPad, download this stuff, you know, come prepared, bring the extra things. I kind of was familiar with going through the passport process and, the, you know, how you all do that, going through the different airports, maneuvering different areas, how to change money over. So I think it did help in that way. And, but once we got to Nairobi, the LCMS people were outstanding in helping us navigate anything else that needed to be done. It was awesome. What was that travel like once you left the United States? What was the travel like getting to Nairobi? One of the things we I always emphasize is you have to be ready for change. Things just change. You have no control. So when we pull up into the O'Hare airport and we say, hey, we're here for our flight to Amsterdam because we're on our way to Nairobi, they said, oh, yeah, your flight's been canceled. We're routing you to Paris. Oh, no. Wow. Because we were supposed to connect with somebody in Amsterdam for the rest of the flight. So none of those flights got done. So I think that you have to continuously be prepared for that flexibility. Things will change. We all got there. It was just totally different from what we had, you know, spent months planning. So yeah, flexibility is, is a very important thing when you're doing traveling and, and experiences like this. Laura, what was that like for you traveling from Wisconsin to Nairobi? I mean, aside from all of the excitement, Joanne, you know, just hats off to whoever that team leader is for that team. And Joanne was that for us. And and she was reassuring and she was practiced and she was thorough and she checked and double checked. And so I was thrilled to have somebody else lead the way and follow along. And so just her encouragement of, you know, be flexible, be patient. God's got this. We literally just continued to be covered in prayer by our church members and, you know, just those going ahead of us, those waiting for us, LCMS and had us in their prayers. And so it was, it was reassuring and it was fun. We need to take a quick break. We're talking with Laura Gaskell and Joanne Seisel, the volunteers with the LCMS on a recent retreat for missionary kids in Africa and also Aaron Alter, director of short-term missions with the LCMS Office of International Mission. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Sarah Golseth. At Concordia University, Wisconsin, we believe you were created for a reason, to use your God-given gifts to help others, to live a life of self-sacrifice in a me-first world, to live a life that's uncommon. Whether you're taking one of 50-plus online programs or learning with us in person on the shores of Lake Michigan, you'll be equipped to make an uncommon impact. Learn more at cuw.edu. Concordia University, Wisconsin. Live uncommon. Dun, dun, dun. 
listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Sarah Golseth. We're talking about an opportunity to serve coming up with LCMS, Office of International Mission, with retreats happening. And we'll get to those upcoming opportunities in just a minute. But we're, we're telling the story of two recent volunteers serving for one of these missionary kid retreats in Africa, Laura Gaskell and Joanne Seisel. And you're, before the break, you were sharing your stories about preparations and actually getting to Nairobi to, to serve on this team. Let's talk about the experiences that you had once you arrived in Nairobi. What did, how long were you there? How long were you serving? We arrived on a Sunday, had a day or two to kind of acclimate and meet some of the missionary families that were living in Nairobi. And then we traveled to the coast where we were at a resort, which was amazing, more than we ever expected. When we signed on to the trip, it was an African opportunity. And so we really didn't know. Joanne had us packing extra toilet paper just in case. <laughs> Hand sanitizer, wipes, all those things were in our suitcase. And the missionaries chose an amazing resort because they too are on holiday and taking time for their families to relax. And so it was really spending time with these missionary families and feeling like family right alongside them. The missionary teams were welcoming, so personal, just really wanted to know who we were and why we wanted to serve and why we would choose to give up. For us, it was our spring break to come over to Africa and I mean, some of the things we realized, they were they were thankful for us giving up our time and the humbleness we had in recognizing what they do on a daily basis in living abroad. Just we talked about it every night, just the sacrifice these teams choose in living and serving in Africa. What else did you get to learn about the missionaries and, and the work being done in the Africa region while you were with the families and, and the missionary kids, Laura? Sure. So understanding just the dynamics, you know, we we have a missionary wall and we have the names of the, the families that we support. And so these people became more than a picture on our church wall. They became just these real families. And so understanding the process of how they develop church plants and how they have preaching circuits to reach people from the first introduction to the gospel to how the need for uh, the pastors there to go to seminary and then what it means for their family, how they have to support them in pre-seminary work in order to attend seminary. So a lot of the missionaries we work are supporting the colleges in Nairobi and colleges in Tanzania. And so it really just gave us a deeper understanding of just the multifacets of missionary work. You think missionary work and Everybody has their own idea of, of what that picture is in their head. And then understanding what it means to be a family member, how the children are growing up as these third world kids. So their families have that background from the U.S. And now they're living in Ethiopia and they're spending, you know, 10 years of their life in Ethiopian culture. And yet they're an American kid. And so we really tried to honor and and think about what that means for them. How do they have this almost dual citizenship because they really don't know a U.S. citizen kind of life. So we just talked nightly about the different layers that we were seeing from these families. I think we took away a much deeper appreciation of the work that they do and the sacrifices and the deep dedication they have to really 
uplift new pastors and get them trained and get them out there because that's what's holding them back. So if we can get the pastors trained, we can get them in the colleges, we can get them in the universities, th th it spreads exponentially after that. You mentioned some of the activities that you planned. What did that actually look like then when you got on the ground in Nairobi and started actually doing this VBS program with the missionary kids? What did a day look like for you? We were privileged to start with the entire group in devotion. And so, again, we really felt included in a part of their morning start. After that, the children were dismissed. And so by nine o'clock, we had 21 kids with us and we would show them the activities for the day and talks about talking about being flexible because it was 91 and hot by 930 in the morning. And so our outdoor time switched around. And so just set a set a goal for what the day's activities were, took feedback for the kids. What would they like to do? Here were some of the things we were offering and then really just moved from activity to activity with them. And some things we repeated because they liked so much. And some things we kind of moved more quickly, just following the beat of the kids. Mm -hmm. What was it like watching the kids interact with each other too? I'm, I'm guessing that that was a special time for you too, to be able to foster this collaboration even among the kids who were all there. I, I think one of the fun things was not, you know, not only to see the cooperation that was there, but because a lot of these different missionary kids knew each other prior, there were times they were like brothers and sisters and fighting and not being nice to each other. And it was just your typical kid. And so it was kind of fun to see that, yeah, no, it doesn't matter where you go. Kids will be kids and they'll have these little tips. And it's like, okay, no, we got to fix that. Let's, you know, and, and kind of work through that. But it was still, and it was fun to see them explore all of these crafts and things. And just, you could see their little brains thinking all of the processes through how, how do I get this moldy stuff to me, the shape that I want it to be, and how am I going to paint it the right color? And it was, that was, that was the fun part. It was fun part. We really found this group of kids to be creative and a lot of ingenuity, a lot of playfulness. After our day wrapped up around 12, 1230 or so, so we're with them about three and a half hours. We all went together and had lunch together, and then it was pool time. And so the afternoon was playing volleyball in the pool or swimming around with them. And that took us into the evening where we saw them at dinner. And so it there were so many of us at the resort. It was just like a big family reunion. And so just throughout the day, we everywhere you looked was somebody you knew. The kids would smile. The kids would come join us for breakfast at our table and say, could we sit with you guys instead of their own families? <laughs> Um, or they would join us for dinner. And so you just felt so loved and appreciated. And it was just such a quick connection between the kids because kids know when you're pouring into them. So as yep. we poured into them, they poured right back into us with their smiles and just their invitations and their desires to want to come out and hang at our table. What did you learn about yourselves while you were serving? And Laura, this was your first time serving on a trip like this. Joanne, you've been serving previously. What did you learn about yourselves through this opportunity of to serve missionary kids in, in a different country? What did you learn, Laura? Well, knowing that the getting there is an experience in and of itself, I know that there's ways that I can serve here locally and it doesn't have to be across the ocean to get to serving in supporting what was different about this 
service was that it wasn't, we weren't building something. We weren't working with local families as much as we were serving those who serve. And so that was how I had to kind of wrap my head around how is this different than building a house or handing out supplies or, you know, those kinds of service opportunities. This was really pouring into those who serve others. And so I've come back and, and been thinking about how can we do that for our locally supported missions? What does the office staff need that some of our members who are on the white collar administrative professional side, what can they do to support? Because everybody doesn't want to paint a house and everybody doesn't want to pull weeds and everybody doesn't want to play with kids, but we all have talents that can support those who are serving. And so that's kind of where my eyes have shifted after this opportunity. Joanne? I, I just had a great time learning again, how flexible you can be. I, I think the big thing is how trusting you are when you step off of your known land and you're into a different country and then just that affirmation that you get that you are covered in prayer things are going to be fine there is this peace that comes over you when you're kind of not sure what's going on but you know it's all going to be good and you know god's got it in your hand and it just kind of that faith building that god's got this and i just need to be present to see what it is he needs me to do now, Erin, we've heard the stories from Laura and Joanne about their experiences, and I understand there's a couple, a few, three, three actually, coming yes. up, three more of these opportunities available for people to serve. Right now we have, so at this point, basically we have five of these opportunities each year. Africa gathers twice a year, and then we have three other regions who also gather once a year. So we've got five opportunities for people to serve our missionaries and care for them and their families in this way each year. And right now I have three on the calendar that are coming up that we are currently looking for volunteers to serve. And so in this case, we had a team that basically all came from one church, mm -hmm. which is an option. But this type of opportunity also is a great one if you are an individual or maybe like like Laura, if you want to go with your with your adult child or mm -hmm. your husband and serve together, great opportunity for that type of, of service. We have coming up, the first one that's coming up is our Eurasia Missionary Kid Program. This opportunity is happening in Latvia. Mm. And so our missionaries from throughout the region of Eurasia will be gathering together with their families in Latvia August 14th through the 19th. Great opportunity. Definitely need people. And I wanted to follow up. Laura had mentioned that they learned that there were quite a few boys. <laughs> Missionary <laughs> kid boys. And... I will tell you the truth. All of our regions have missionary kid boys. And so we love to have men who can serve on these teams as well, who enjoy working with kids. It's a great thing. Women, don't don't hesitate to apply. Please don't hesitate and think this is me saying it's not for you. No, but men We'd love to have you be able to come out and serve and work with some boys, whether they are young or high school students, whatever. 
boys like to see men and they like to like to hang out with them and play and learn it's a great a great way to serve our missionaries so men and women i'll just throw that one out there so eurasia is first in august Following right on the heels of that (laughs) is the second Africa gathering for the year. This one is going to be in Rwanda, and it is taking place in October, October 26th through the 30th. And and you can get home in time for Reformation. Perfect. What what a life. What a life. (laughs) So (laughs) another great opportunity to serve. And then finally... Barely tipping over into 2024, we have the Asia Family Gathering that'll be taking place in Indonesia, January 1st through the 5th. So Mm -hmm. you can ring in the new year and serve our Asia families. They're all getting together, gathering in Indonesia for a time of retreat and refreshment this is another great opportunity, and definitely we're looking for, for people who can serve in all of these. Now, if you're wondering where to go, where could you learn more about this? Let me tell you, <laughs> there is a, a handy website. It is called servenow.lcms.org. Very easy because you want to serve now. So servenow.lcms.org. And you can get information about each of these opportunities. There's a way to inquire and ask more questions on the website. You will end up talking with me if you are interested. So I would I would be glad to talk with anyone. You're also welcome to just call in. You can look up all sorts of different ways to, to contact us. But I'd be happy to answer questions. We would love to have some more people for each of these teams. Perfect. ServeNow.LCMS.org. We will include that in the show notes for today. Lots of great opportunities coming up for these missionary kid retreats, serving with missionary families, some great locations too. So we will include that in the show notes. Erin Alter, Director of Short-Term Missions with the LCMS Office of International Mission. Thanks so much for joining me in studio today. Thank you. And Laura Gaskell and Joanne Seisel, recent volunteers to the missionary retreat in Africa. Thanks so much for joining me today. You're really welcome. You've been listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support The Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you. Anytime. Anywhere. Anywhere.